what a lot of people don't do, right? A lot of business owners don't do is they look at their advertising dollars as if they're buying a spot in the yellow pages, you know, back in the 1980s or 1990s or whatever. And they're just kind of leaving it alone. It's like, okay, whatever I get out of it, I get out of it, right? That Those days are gone. That's the easiest way to kind of lose your money. I've spoken to two, three, four companies that, that, that have spent $30,000, $40,000 and didn't even get a phone call from it. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Welcome to episode two of Overtime with Nav. Uh, I'm very, very excited for episode two here. Uh, we've been hitting the ground running, doing a bunch of cool things, and uh, I'm super excited to welcome our second guest and uh, someone that I truly, truly, truly really appreciate in my life. He wears several hats. Let's see. Let's start. He is my watch guy. He is my business partner. He is, let's see, my ads guy. He is a phenomenal friend, most importantly, and a true confidant. And I'm, you know, very, very excited to introduce Mr. Edmund Karendian. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Oh, do you want the sound? Yes, yes, please. Go. I thought for myself. <laughs> So Eddie, how's it going? It's good, dude. It's well, well, very good. Well, as as I told you, Eddie, and our and our guests will see, kind of the intent of this podcast is to kind of really go through some our world through the lens of business a little bit. But at the same time, you know, we're more than just fellow business advocates. We're we're also kind of fun, kind of cool, and we want want to keep it keep it a little bit cool too. So. Um, not to say business isn't cool. We're super excited about giving good tax tips, good, exciting business tips, and talking about some of the value adds that uh, both organizations can provide. But at the same time, really want to stick to you know current events and some some cool stuff going on. And so, with that said, if if you don't mind, maybe introducing a little bit some of the stuff you do, your organization, we could dive a little bit deeper from there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're basically we're marketing guys, right? Like we we we're marketing guys at heart. You know, when you're a marketing guy, you you tend to get drawn into more aspects of, of business than just marketing because getting people in the door is uh, one step of the process, but really, um, you know, giving them a good service is um, is is the next step. Uh, so we're marketing guys at heart. That you know, we do operations as well. Um, you know, we work with. Uh, professionals, uh, all different types of professionals, from lawyers to uh, accountants, as you know, and um, I sure do. Yeah, we just we just try to help. You know, we just we, we just try to uh, use our experience and expertise to to try to bring customers in the door. What are some figures that you're looking at? You know, I know that you probably, I'm assuming, and I know that you're you're owning and taking ownership of millions of dollars in ad spend. And so, where is it that, like, you know, and maybe we could focus on one industry, call it the legal space, and you know, everybody likes personal injury, so we can maybe focus on that a little bit. Where, where, where do you, where, what do you do to kind of maintain uh, ROI and make sure, like, for instance, the attorney isn't blowing a bunch of money on ads, or uh, you know, they're spending the right amount. Sometimes it's too much, right? That economies of scale, like we talked about. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about your perspective on that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a. Uh... You know, good starting point, I think. Um, Cheers, by the way. You're going to need a sip cheers. to answer this one. Yeah, this is going to be a, a long one. I'll make it short. Um, no, no. Okay. We, no this I'll is, make, this is value. We, we want it. Long version. Give it to us. Well, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, the advertising world, 
you know, obviously you have, you have, uh, you want to get in front of people, right? That's what it comes down to. The basics is that you, as a business, a business owner, or a business itself, because you know businesses are entities and they're then they're then their own organizations and um, they have their own social security numbers and stuff. So you know, as a business and as a business owner, you want to get in front of people. Uh, there's a few ways to do that, right? You can you can literally you know go out on the street and start handing people your business card. Um, you know. Uh, you can buy a billboard. You can you can uh, you can start advertising on Google. Uh, you can uh, you know start advertising on social media. Um, you can buy a sponsor uh, a sponsorship. You know with a sports team. So there's many avenues of getting uh, of getting eyeballs. Right, we call it getting eyeballs. Um, and when it comes down to it, every single dollar that you spend, uh, you have to model out where that dollar is going to, how that dollar is going to convert into more dollars for you as a business. Um, so that's how we look at it, right? So so when when we budget uh, a campaign, uh, whether it's a social media campaign um, or whether it's a, uh, it's a branding campaign uh, or radio campaign, um, we, we take a look at it, uh, we take a look at it from a from just a, a, a straight dollar standpoint. I put a dollar in, I put $10 in, I put $100 in, I put $1,000 in. What, what do I expect to get after that campaign is done? And uh, and along the way, right, you're, you're almost navigating this, um, it's like you're pulling these strings to keep it within within what you want it to do, right? So as time goes by, you give it like, okay, you say, uh, you know, I'm going to give this three months. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this campaign three months time, right? $100,000. I'm going to dump into the campaign over three months. And I want to see, and in the beginning you say, I'd like to see $400,000 worth of business, let's just say. So as the campaign is running a weekend, you take a look and you're like, okay, I got, I got this many people calling me. I got this many leads. I'm not on track, right? you pull the string a little bit this way, right? You pull it up a little bit, or maybe you change an ad or you do something to kind of tweak it. Um, and so, and so it's this constant, it's this constant tweaking as time goes by. And uh, what a lot of people don't do, right? A lot of business owners don't do is, you know, they, I've, I've seen it, I see it all the time. You know, they, they look at their advertising dollars as if they're buying a, they're buying a, a, a spot in the yellow pages, you know, back in the 1980s or 1990s or whatever. And they're just kind of leaving it alone. It's like, okay, whatever I get out of it, I get out of it, right? That, those days are gone. Um, that's, that's the easiest way to kind of lose your money. You know, I've spoken to, I've spoken to two, three, four um, uh, companies that, that, that have spent $30,000, $40,000 and didn't even get a phone call from it. Wow. Um, and, and this is over time. It's not, it's not like you're spending $30,000 in a day. So there's so there so so the way we look at it is is the dollar amount that we're spending, what we're getting for that dollar amount over time, and is it reaching that that goal that we set in the beginning? Um, Very interesting. Yeah. And so in, in this space, do do you have any metrics that you would, you know, like for instance in PI, do you have any specific metrics that you that you say to yourself like, hey, if if I'm not getting, you know. X out of this much 
invested, it's not worth it? Or what is, what are what are some metrics? What are some KPIs you're looking at in that? Oh yeah, I mean, um, you know, we there, there there's always times where we, um, you know, where, where we look at campaigns and we're like, okay, we're gonna pull the plug, um, you know, if it doesn't if it doesn't you know if it doesn't perform at a certain uh, at a certain level, um, you know, with PI, it's it's a uh, with PI, it's a numbers game, sure, right? Um, it it really is a numbers game. It's also a branding game, uh, and you can see it with you know all the all the different brand partnerships that are that that uh, attorneys um, you know join in on um, with 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 PI, and it's really just it's just to be uh, you know, top of mind, right? Um, because uh, you know, PI is is a is an interesting field where uh, where there's a it's not a set um, it's not a set dollar amount that you can um, expect back. So when you're when you're budgeting, right, uh, for for a PI campaign, um, you're looking at it like, you know, if I if I get in front of enough people, I'm eventually going to hit a, a big one, uh, a, a big the golden case, goose, golden goose. And uh, you know I'll make my I'll make my money for a year. Yeah. Um, there, there's no. There, I mean, there's very rare businesses like that, right? Where you know, if you're if you have a store and you're selling, if you're selling something from something from a store, you're looking at it from a, 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 a from a from a margin standpoint, right? It's like this is how much I'm selling my item. This is how much I buy it for. This is how many I have to sell. With PI, you can have one client, and it and it and you could be cool for the next two three years. Sure. Right. Um, so, would you say at this point, in especially, I mean, let's let's stick to the markets. I know you're involved in a couple markets, but just saying in California, if tomorrow, you know, there was some sort of cap on attorneys' fees as it relates to PI, or you know, that golden goose opportunity wasn't as fruitful as it was, meaning getting a multi-million dollar settlement or whatever it is, um, would you say it's you know in in the current marketing rate, it's it's probably not worth venturing out to because the margins from the volume you get from just your normal $15,000 settlement in case is probably not going to, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze in kind of the marketing space, or maybe there is, or how, how would you? Yes and no. I mean, I, I think, I, I think there's still going to be juice to squeeze um, mm -hmm. from a marketing standpoint. I think what's going to happen is, this is just my opinion, but I think what's going to happen, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of the, um, a lot of downsizing of, of, um, of of very large operations, um, or or maybe or, or maybe cutting costs um, uh, that way, um, because there's still going to be the, you know there's still going to be a need to bring uh, customers in. So if you're if if, if the fees are capped, um, what's going to happen is you're going to need you know x number of more x number more clients in order to cover your costs. Sure. Right. So if you can't get that. Yeah. Um, then you're just gonna, you know, before you cut your marketing budget, you you, you cut your staff. Right. You know, you might outsource more. Right. Um, so, I think we'll see that more than than the than actual uh, marketing uh, uh, budgets being uh, uh, diminished. You know, diminished. Um, you know, I think that I think that. Uh, it, it just depends on the environment too, right? Depends on how much competition there is, not just from an industry standpoint, but overall. Um, we're in we're in a world now where you know our attention spans are are super low, 
I mean, you got to grab someone's attention within the first five seconds of uh, of being in front of them. In five seconds, like, you know, if if within five seconds your ad, if within the first five seconds your ad doesn't get that person, I mean, it's just a flick away. Yeah. And, and you're competing, and and people don't understand the attorneys are not competing against attorneys. They're competing no. against against you know uh, 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 mattress companies. They're competing against uh, uh, all the all the potential advertisers out there and everyone wants to get in front of people interesting you know and it's not just it's it, it's it, you know it might it might have been in the past where you're competing one-on-one -on -one against an attorney because there's maybe a space for that but um with this with 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 the way marketing works now um we see ad costs go down during certain times of year because there's less advertisers sure um uh and vice versa, right? You know, holiday time, it's expensive for everybody because there's everybody's, everybody's advertising. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's getting ready to get, like they're dumping money into their ad budgets. First of all, they want to get rid of it before the end of the year. That's a good point. Right. And I'm sure we'll go into that. But, um, but you know, everyone spends most of their money consumer wise. Consumer spends most, most, most of their money at the end of the year during the holiday time. Right. Um, Close so, out Q4. Yeah. So we're seeing, um, and I'll give you a little bit of jargon, right? Um, uh, uh, the way we, uh, the way we look at the, the the costs in the ad world is is by a is by a cost per thousand impressions. It's called a CPM, um, and and the cost per per thousand uh, views, right? Um, so if you see a cost per thousand views of let's say eight dollars, right? So it costs you eight dollars to get in front of a thousand people during the year, uh, during the holidays, no matter who you are, twenty five bucks, wow, twenty two bucks, twenty three bucks. So almost three times, Triple. yeah, yeah, wow. almost three times. So so your cost per client acquisition is going to go up if you don't if you don't get better at at, at converting that client, right? Got it. Got it. Yeah, that Q4 <laughs> ad spend is a is a fun one, and um, yeah, it's a scramble. And and especially especially for younger organizations, it's critical, right? I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen companies coming to my office having such a small ad spend mm -hmm. and and such a high tax burden. <laughs> um, just looking at them and saying, oh, you paid you paid over six figures in taxes, but what was what was your ad spend? Yeah, you know, holding on to your money. Well, why are why are you not spending properly on that? Well, I don't, you know, I you know, I'm, I don't want to spend that much. I don't know where it'll go. Is it going to make? Me... Well, yeah, rely on the professional to do it and spend it rather than paying Uncle Sam um, and do it. And that's the only way you're going to grow. And so uh, it's a really good point that you brought up. And it's scary, right? Um, because the, the conversations we we have uh, with with clients or potential clients is. Um, you know, I gave a marketing company thirty thousand dollars, and I and 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 they they told me that they got in front of uh, people for me, but I didn't get anything out of it. Right. I didn't even get a single client out of it. Right. You know, and and I mean, my heart like drops when I hear that kind of stuff because I'm just like, we're so it, we come from such a different world, um, and and maybe this is, you know, this is some advice I can give to people when you try to find a marketer for your company. Uh, try to find someone that, that that was in the lead gen game, lead generation game, because uh, just a, a straight marketer, right, is um, it's kind of like a theoretical person almost, right? 
and, and, and we kind of had this conversation earlier. Um, there's a difference between the theory of marketing. Sure. Like, I went to business school. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to USC 2009. Great, great time to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I'm sure there are a lot of job opportunities there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was awesome. I actually, I was actually like the only one that had a job out of, uh, out of uh, college in 2009. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quit it because they just low, lowballed me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Model but, for your best. I know, right? Hindsight. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so we had we we have marketing teachers, right? Like we like in business school, you have a marketing teacher, and you go through all this case studies and the theory behind marketing and like what works and what doesn't work. And like you know, it, it, people take that, right? People take that from 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 their schooling years. Then they then they create companies, marketing companies, uh, around that model, uh, and then they're like, well, we got you. Uh, some views like you know we got your brand out there well it didn't really like turn into anything for you but i mean but look at this branding like it's great right like i mean look i mean look at these ads like and it's just like it, it there's no meat yeah. right there's no meat and, and a company can't survive with no meat right or, uh, so so we take a, a whole different approach um and and we're so meticulous with every single dollar that's spent i mean it's it, literally i've had campaigns where it's like if after two days i don't see i don't see something going on even something in the right direction i was like accent so uh, you're tweaking every day every single day i tweak you gotta tweak you gotta tweak but if you don't do it right if you don't do it you're you're gonna be wasting a lot of money yeah you will wake up one day i mean i had a campaign Oh man, I had, a, I had a global campaign one time. This okay. was a, this was this was an interesting thing. So I had a global campaign where the the marketing budget never stopped. So you know how like if you're if you're advertising in California, or if you're advertising in the U.S., when people go to sleep, your marketing budget stops, mm. right? Because people are sleeping, right? So you're not getting clicks anymore. Right. I hope so. Yeah, most people are sleeping. Uh, the, the tweakers are not are not sleeping. Um, I had a I had a campaign uh, that, that that was global. And, and and it was and it was non it was nonstop. So when so when people would go to sleep in the U.S., it would be running in Singapore, and it would be running in Malaysia, and it would be running in, and then and then and then you know as the as the globe turned, right, the campaign was still running. And I'm like, oh my god, and and it was you know and I was just trying to manage all of it. And you know in the middle of the night, wake up and sweat and like, oh my god, spent two thousand dollars in like three hours, I didn't get anything from it. Yeah. Cut the campaign. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. it's crazy. So that's a lot of tweaking. It's a lot of tweaking. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. It's fun. Yeah. So it's there fun. you have it, guys. You know, your ads guys, they're tweakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you do to zen out a little bit? You know, because if that, all that tweaking, you got to take care of yourself. What you do got you to. Do? What, do you, what do you like to do to chill out? Um, well, I mean, as you know, uh, you know, you got to do the ice bath in the morning. Ah. That was a segue right into the ice bath, right? The ice bath. We got to we got to sh show our folks some of the some of the some of that ice bath. Thank you, thank you for that shout out. By the way, of course, I really appreciate it. Of course, yeah. Every morning, you got to get in the ice bath and shout someone out. So seriously, you do that every morning. Every morning. What time? Between six and seven a.m. Like right when you wake up. Yeah. So you go yeah. get yourself some ice. Yeah. You have pre-packed ice, or like you have it in your fridge. It, at night, we make we make the ice. Uh, every night mm -hmm. and then you know in the morning you dump it in i actually in what what, do you, what is it like a, it's like a proper what is it it's a tub it's a tub yeah it's a tub it's outdoor like a, yeah outdoor like the one you did for us 
Yeah, you can do it indoor, but I mean, you know, outdoor is probably the best because you know you get the fresh air and stuff. Uh, there, there are ways to chill that. There, there are other ways to chill the water. I'm gonna probably invest in a, a water chiller or something so that I don't have to yeah. spend so much time making the ice. Yeah, how, how long is the process for your overall start to finish? It's not that long. Probably like 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 ten minutes. Really? Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, fill up the tub. Worth it. One hundred percent. I suggest it for everybody. What does it do? Like, what kind? Of, you get clarity or like energy or what is it? I mean, it's 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 a. Uh, I mean, it puts you in a in a in a situation uh, of like, obviously, like intense pain in the beginning, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then afterwards, I mean, your body adjusts within a few seconds. Um, and then everything else, right? Like all you're really thinking about is your, your, your zoned in, your breathing, right? Uh, you're, you're doing really deep, deep breathing. And then, um, and then all you're really thinking about is, is the fact that everything else after that moment is probably going to be easy for the rest of the day, right? If you have like difficult tasks or whatever you need to do, it's nothing. And you got up out of a warm bed, like just a Tempur-Pedic, whatever you're sleeping on, right? Like a warm bed and you just, you, 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 you go outside and you dump yourself into 50 degree water. It's just, um, you know, it puts you, in, uh, you know, puts you in a situation where, where there's not much that you can't conquer, um, after that. I mean, physiologically it has benefits too, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know, you know, how, you know, I think, I think if you do like three times a week, it's good. You know, I think past that it's, it's, a. Uh, Maybe there's no benefits. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But psychologically, you just... Uh, so it's basically you're... you're just putting yourself through immense amount of pain so that all the pains and disasters that goes on throughout <laughs> the day is just nothing. Is that what you're telling that's me? That's how, why I, you're doing that's it. how I think about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that tweaking is nothing compared to my ice bath. <laughs> it's nothing, dude. It's nothing. Um, no, the ice bath is... is um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's just... It's like it's a shot of coffee, you know. It's like yeah. the same kind of feeling that you get when you like when you take a nice shot of espresso, like a double shot or something, and you're just like, okay, like I'm ready to go. But I like my shot of coffee. Oh, you can take it with the ice bath. Then you're really tweaking. Mm. Yeah. Now you're giving me ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice watch there, by the way. What is that? Oh, thank you, thank you. You told me to wear a nice watch. That yeah. is a shout out to my um, Tudor Pelagos. This one is a. Uh, it's actually like a special edition for like the French Marines or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So is Tudor kind of affiliated with Rolex or what is what is it? Yeah, Tudor's a, a, a sister company. Well, basically owned by Rolex. Yeah. It's Rolex is owned by, a, by you know, a, a trust. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a non-profit. It's a non-profit. That, when I found that out, that was wild. Yeah. Hans Wilsdorf, I think, is the owner. Yeah. And his heirs. And then Tudor is his... Um, is his like working's working man's watch, right? Mm. Um, the cheaper price point, um, but still pretty good quality. I mean, they're cool, right? Like, they're I like just it. cool. Is that what about that band? Is that like an adjustable band or yeah, like a replaceable is, one? Or what yeah, is this is a this is a band. Yeah, this is this is an interesting watch because um, you can you can take the band off and then um, uh, right and then put on different straps. Mm. Um, uh, this one I just got from a. A YouTuber, like a like a watch YouTuber. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch his, you know, I watch all his all his uh, all his YouTubes, and he has a he has a Shopify store, and he just sells his uh, straps. It's like thirty bucks or something. It's pretty oh, nice. Oh, the the band, not necessarily the, the watch. The yeah, watch no, you got no, from Tudor. The watch from 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 Tudor. Yeah.
Very yeah, cool. Some of the watches are cool. Dude. What's your favorite watch? If you had to. Favorite watch? Yeah. I don't think I have a favorite watch. In terms of like, if you went to an AD, an authorized dealer, and you were able to come up on one watch, and you wanted to turn it in, into the, you know, oh, like just like sell market, it and flip it. What's the? What do you think is the most? Your favorite, bro? Panda, Panda Daytona. Really, the Daytona specifically the Panda, Panda Daytona. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really. Specifically the Panda Daytona. Wow. I mean, they don't make that many of them, right? Like, I mean, like we did the math on them. They, they really. They don't get that many Panda Daytonas. I mean, like every every dealer probably gets maybe one every couple of years. Wow. wow. Like actually, I mean, if you like look at the if, if you do the math on them, right? It's like thirty thousand Daytonas, and there's like you know two thousand dealers, and um, there's so many different Daytonas, like white gold ones, you know, yellow gold ones, whatever. But the Panda Steel Daytona is like people wait five years for them, five six years to get them. Wow. Yeah. So I shouldn't hold my breath. Why not? I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you go in, it's all a relationship, right? I think that's yeah. how it works. So, like, if you go in and you kind of, like, build a relationship and maybe start taking some, some, some inventory off the dealer's hands that, is, uh, you know, makes them some money. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get, you, they'll get you something nice. Very good, very good. Speaking of relationships, I think that's probably, um, you know, we talked about, like, the top things that are important. We mentioned advertising and really having a good hold on that. But part of that is really relationships is what I feel as it relates to really successfully growing and maintaining a, a strong business. Relationships are everything. Uh, this example, right? If you have strong relationships with, you know, your ad person, where you feel comfortable that your ad person is really taking care of your ad spend like it's your own, mm -hmm. you know, the, the opportunities are endless as it relates to tax savings. You know, it's a team, it's a team effort, right? It starts with knowing your numbers, right? Numbers. You need no, there. You go. The numbers again. Uh, you clip. need to. You need to know the numbers. Men gone wrong. Your numbers. Woo. I think your wives are yelling yeah, at you. It starts with no, don't your book. You have to know your books, and you got to look at it regularly and understand. Okay, well, if you're going to spend a meaningful amount of your time, you got to understand what kind of benefit you're going to get out of it, right? Yeah, but like, like let's say you know your numbers, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, there are still things that you don't know. Um, that you can't really gauge from from those numbers to say, okay, can I cut this expense and still operate? Sure. And 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 and, and maybe even operate uh, better because this this expense is making making like you know making operational inefficiencies. You know, sure. you don't even know, right? Like, I mean, I've 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 gone in and and until you go in, you really like do like a actual like you do like a audit yourself, like a hands on audit. Um, you don't know. Like, you know, the, the business owner, the stakeholder has to be involved. No, the, the accountant isn't going to know. Mm -hmm. um, the accountant um, can guide into what to focus on. Mm -hmm. But you're right. The step one is the numbers. Step two is the execution. Okay, well, I, had, I, under, I identified three line items in my P&L that I'm seeing, um, you know, that, that mm -hmm. I'm seeing that historically have increased significantly over the last few months. Okay, I'm going to focus on this. And mm -hmm. I don't recommend focusing on all the line items in your P&L. You focus on one, right? Yeah. Uh, ad spend, classic one. We can geek out over your ad spend overhead costs for hours, right? And so where is that? So, okay, what is my ROI on my ad spend? Is this meaningful enough? Uh, how much am I, am I getting per uh, you know, conversion? 
can I shop that? Can I get better at it? Can I tweak to get it better? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Am I spending too many? Am I spending too much to get that? You know that that cost isn't just to spend on the ads. That's the people. Yeah. Then it comes to human capital management. What are the KPIs that I'm putting on my human capital to ensure that they're operating efficiently? You know, are my teams hitting goals that they need to get? Do they even have goals? Right. Mm-hmm. What goals do they have assigned? Are they hitting them? Are they not hitting them? If they're not hitting them, what happens? If they are hitting them, what happens? All these things you got to just go through. And again, it starts with the numbers. Numbers are critical. Analyzing what's you know what you're going to attack and then continuously going there. But you said something to me earlier that's super super uh, you know resonated with me and I wanted to talk about too because it's happening to me. I'm I'm guilty of it. I think every business owner is guilty of it. It's like we come in. The first I'll tell you right now. My first half of my day is burning fires, right? And then probably the second half of my day is you know more of the being able to really take a step back and I've been able to you know thankfully be able to do that where I'm burning fires in the half of my day and then the other half I'm spending on okay what is this where's the strategic trajectory of nav capital consulting mm-hmm. where is this going what am I focusing on some of that analysis in itself mm-hmm. um, now the challenge becomes is okay you're going you're doing your thing you know your margins are okay but they could be significantly better but at the end of the day, I like to do what I'm used to doing and what I want to focus on in my business, and that's what I'm doing. How do we get ourselves out of that mindset of, okay, well, I'm just going to go in and have my day that I am? How do we change it up so that we actually address those really critical things that need to be done? Yeah, that's, that's the point. That, that's, the, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's what make, makes or breaks good companies um, because people get, you know, especially especially business owners get caught up um, in, in, in a lot of that. They get caught up in the day-to-day. They get caught up, they get tired, right? Like emotionally, um, sorry, uh, uh, you know, psycholo- uh, psychologically. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're getting tired from a standpoint of there's only so much that you can, that you can handle on a daily basis. Um, especially if, especially if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you're very active in your, in your company. Yeah, and there's so, only one of you. Right. Yeah. Um, for now, I don't know, Quinn. If if there are any AI tools out there that could replicate us, like I, I would love to know. But as of now, there's only one of me. And there's delegation that you can do, though, right? De- so like, delegation is great. There's delegation, but but I'll tell you, it's it's delegation with incentivization. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Let's coin that term. Let's do it. Delegation with delegation with incentivization with incentivization. That's it. I love that. And I mean. What does it mean, right? Like it means that 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 yeah, you can delegate all you want, but if 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 you as a business owner don't incentivize the people that you're delegating to in a way that you're incentivized as a business owner, right? You're not going to get the outcome that you want, especially this day and age, especially now. Um, the, the the days of 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 of, of whipping, you know, employees or. Uh, or contractors or whatever you or whatever you have in your company the the, the, the days of using um, a, a whip to motivate I think I think are are, are done no, they don't... it'll be canceled real quick if you start using the whip it's yeah over. not exactly right yeah I mean some of us like whips still right it yeah. depends yeah. yeah we'll save that for the next podcast. the next podcast yeah. okay I mean whips work right they they work to make people work the bare minimum yeah Right. Like yeah. the bare minimum, just not for you to go in and say, OK, I'm just going to replace you and get someone else. And like we're, we're all we we all are guilty of it. And we all have um, 
I think I think we've all been in situations like that. I mean, like me as a, a, a business owner, and and you know when I was an employee and, and whatever. It's just it's 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 um you know we have we have circumstances where you know we, we come we come into a meeting and we're like okay well you know this person is good um, but they're not great but what is what is it going to take for us to you know replace that person and um, and I think it was the Malcolm it's, it's in the Malcolm Gladwell book I forgot which book it was but the, what was it like the the, the link I forgot, I forgot which one it was but you know it, the one line was uh, was uh, uh, good is the is the is the uh, good is the enemy of greatness or something right so when things are good things just are good, good just good you're never going to strive for greatness yeah right when things are you're back against the wall and things are like ass yeah is when you're just like let's go 100% you know and then that's greatness right? like that you see greatness from there so I mean like you know it's good to have a lot of good people working around you um uh, but in order to in order to lift them up to greatness, right? In order to lift them up to greatness, give them a reason. Give them a reason to be great. Uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to just be financial. You know, it doesn't have to be monetary. It can be a lot of different things. I mean, get to know the people that you work with. Sure. You know, see what makes them tick. Like, do they like watches? Or numbers? Do they like numbers? Yeah. <laughs> do they like ice baths? Very true. You know. Very um, true. I mean, we're people after all, right? We're not robots. Quinn. Yeah, Quinn. I'm part robot. You're part robot? There you go. He's yeah, a robot. I, I, I mean, our, your, your brain is a computer. Yeah. In, you know what brain, in Chinese, the, the word for computer is Dianmao, which means electronic brain. It's Chinese. Chinese. China. Yeah, we gotta go to China. Yeah, I wanna go to China. We gotta learn from the Chinese, huh? Yeah, their number system is really efficient. The no, they, they like numbers. They, they like love numbers. numbers in China. They like numbers. Yeah, they like numbers in China. It's a more efficient system. It's the, the, their language is why they're better at math than us. Mm. That's a whole. That's a whole market that's untapped. Yeah. China. All right, I think uh, we are wrapping it wrapping it up. Um, that's good. You know, last thing, last shout out, Edmund Corandian at E Custom Solutions. Are you taking on new clients or? Are you are you too busy tweaking, or where are you guys at right now? We're tweaking, but uh, you know we 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 never say no uh-huh. to uh, um, you know to, to having a preliminary call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we are pretty selective with the clients that we take. As you should be. Yeah. 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 At this point in time, and it's it's a blessing um, to 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 be in that situation. But um, you know, we always like to help people, and what it comes down to is like we like to help people that want to grow right yeah. like that want to, to help themselves and lift themselves up and like you know make something of their business of themselves and are really are really really passionate um you know because there's a lot of a lot of people out there that you know i think they just don't know what they want um you know for themselves for their businesses and if you know what you want then we know how to get you there i love it That's i love it, it. Yeah. i thank you for this time thank you i'm sure gonna have you back for sure. And uh, I'll bring the watch collection. Bring the bring the watch collection. Maybe we'll do it in an ice bath. Maybe we'll have an ice bath. The next podcast in an ice bath. Who knows? An ice bath in here. Yeah. yeah. Both fit in there. I don't know about here. Probably some liability <laughs> issues. But maybe we'll do it at the at the place. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. If you have any other questions or want to reach out to Eddie, just feel free to reach out to us, and uh, we'll get you in touch with him. All right. Thank you, guys. Later. Bye.